Hi, uh, welcome back to this year's episode of Paul and John's excellent adventure into the Colorado ballot issues. And uh, it's, it's, it's a bit of a quagmire this, this year in, in going through these ballot issues. None of them are as clear as, uh, what, what was the one, uh, Outlawing Slavery? Wasn't that yeah, one a couple years ago? Yeah, that one was ago? pretty clear. Um, so anyway, you're going to get a, you should have already received your ballot in the mail. And um, remember, you need to mail it in. It needs to be uh, received by your uh, county elections clerk by election day. Um, and that means you got to mail it earlier than election day. You mail it on election day, it's not going to work. Or you can drop it by uh, usually your, your uh, government uh, office, your municipal. It's usually a drop, ballot drop. A drop box. I know in Picking County, you can do it at the, at the Picking County administrative offices on Main Street in Aspen, or at the uh, uh, town of Snowmass Village Town Hall, or at the Basalt Town Hall. Uh, but if you're, if you're uh, other places, and actually, Paul, I don't know if you know this, but we actually had uh, the most of our views, and we had a lot of views last year from the Front Range. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, we had a lot, a lot, it, it was, uh, and some good feedback. Oh, good. Actually, that we actually help people understand the ballot issues. Um, now, we're, today we're just going to talk about the three uh, state of Colorado ballot issues, but uh, you should re there, there will be some uh, probably more pertinent and, and understandable local issues on your ballot also, such as in Aspen we have the, uh, the 2A, the, the, the real estate transfer tax, uh, uh, reallotment, um, or, or what, reallocation. Reallocation, reallocation, of, reallocation uh, real and we've done a show on that. And uh, so if you want to know all about that, uh, we've got a great show on that. And, um, but, and then the Roaring Fork School District will be uh, uh, electing directors, and we have a show on that, actually in English and Espanol. And um, they also have a mill levy override. These are just examples uh, in, in the Roaring Fork School District to help um, raise salaries to a living wage and, and to uh, staff retention and, and, and recruitment efforts. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, and we also have the Aspen School District uh, d directors, uh, board of directors uh, forum that, that grassroots shot at the district theater. Uh, so you can watch that and, and get to know the candidates there. Um, now, in the state of Colorado, um, we've got this, uh, I don't know if it's unique, but it's, it's uh, a, a, a special um, law, the Tabor Amendment. Um, and so in off-off elections, which is this year, uh, the only ballot issues that are allowed have to do with Tabor, have to do with taxes or, or, or something that, that fall under uh, the, the uh, purview of, of the Tabor Amendment. So um, they're real dry this, this year, and, and uh, that's why when I took a look at my ballot, it's like, okay, we've got to do a show on this because I don't understand I don't know what to do with these. And you may not when we're done. <laughs> <laughs> They're also turgid. Uh, turgid is a word I would use. I read them and they made my head explode. Ouch. 
Yeah, it was painful. Paul lost his hair what, reading, the, reading the ballot. Painful, painful. Um, so let's just dive into them. We've got three of them. Amendment 78. If that doesn't make you stick around for the whole yeah, show, yeah, I don't that's know what will. It's going to be riveting. No, no, it really, because you need some sort of help to get through this. You do. Uh, and, and so hopefully you'll get a little bit from us. Um, amendment 78 is a constitutional amendment. Then we have a couple of propositions, 119 and 120. Um, okay, so, Paul, uh, Amendment 78 uh, has to do with custodial money. Can you explain what custodial money uh, is? Well, it, uh, and and I, the first thing I want to let you know is it doesn't have anything to do with janitorial services. <laughs> so custodial money are, are sources of money which are not allocated by the legislature and therefore are outside of the budget process. And this amendment, which is an amendment to the can, Constitution. Can you give me an example of that? Um, so they do give a couple of examples in here. Um, they I know one, are, was, one was the COVID money from the federal government. One was the COVID money from right. the federal government right. that uh, was allocated by the federal government and was uh, managed by um, the governor's office, I believe. And, uh, and that was the executive. And that's sort of exceptional in the, in the size of that yeah. amount. It no, was normally a, these are small amounts. Yeah, it was most of them are small amounts. Um, the thing that triggered this amendment, I believe, is a provision. Uh, former governor, um, uh, now Senator John Hickenlooper, um, apparently received financial support from such a fund in defense of a lawsuit for when he was governor. And I don't know any other details other than that. But there, it it was. This is according to a TV ad. This was a, this was according to a TV ad. So that, that may or may not in the be. in the realm of political the political world. It was positioned as kind of dark money, and, and outside of the purview of the non transparent, opaque use of government funds. And and um, I think that was one of the triggers that led to this. And essentially, what this amendment does, and it's an amendment to the Constitution, it requires fifty five percent approval. Um, to amend the state constitution to provide this is it essentially requires the legislature to appropriate these funds as if they were general government funds and to identify and target how they're to be spent. And because they, um, they come in for very varying purposes, because they can be in response to emergencies and come from other governments like the federal government, um, one of the concerns about it is, is that it may delay the ability to allocate those funds. Right now use. they're allocated by the executive. By the executive. The executive is empowered um, to allocate those dollars. And yes. so this would change it to the legislature. Yes, it would change it to the legislature. So the examples they give are, for example, emergency relief funds. Um, in 2020, the state received $1.67 billion in federal relief through the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, the CARES Act, which was spent according to the governor's executive order. So that would be an example. In the future, the, the legislature would have to actually hold this, convene a special session and, and actually hold a hearing and appropriate those dollars for their use, which is already defined in the law, in the, in the, the, the federal bill which comes to the state as one example. Um, transportation funding is another one um, uh, where it says under an existing law nearly all funding for state transportation projects is allocated by an independent commission 
Transportation Commission here in the state and prioritize based on needs, um, rather than by the state legislature, the, that funding would now have to be um, recirculated back through the appropriations process as another example. Um, grants, gifts and donations um, to state agencies and colleges and universities may receive gifts. If you are, uh, if you leave a million dollars to the University of Colorado and you allocate it for a specific purpose, that would have to go to the legislature and be appropriated for spending rather than leaving it to the university to use it for the purposes that are contractually intended by the by the donation that you make, as an example. So, you know. So just add. The intention well, first, first, is to add transparency so that if you want to look at every line item in the budget, you can see what everything, and the, the, the reality is is that in a multi-billion dollar budget, um, lots of actions have been taken to simplify and streamline where it makes sense and reduce the bureaucratic over, overhead, which is necessary to, to allocate these kinds of funds, and where, and where the legislature really doesn't have a role anyway in some cases. Um, why should the legislature have a role in allocating and appropriating money that was donated to the University of Colorado to fund its medical medical school. That doesn't make any sense. Right, and it's just so, going to take a lot longer. We it's know going to take a lot longer. How long yeah. it takes mm -hmm. anything to move through the right. legislature? Yeah. So especially with emergency use, or mm -hmm. uh, the University of Colorado is doing its fundraising and it needs that money. Now and now, all of a sudden, right. they don't know when they'll they'll get that right. money. So you know, can those kinds of funds be misused? Duh! Of course they can. All all government funds can be misused. There's a there's spillage and you know and fraud at some small level that exists all the time. And will this stop any of that? I don't know that there's really any evidence that that'll happen. But it is a it's an effort to try and um, increase the transparency. If you believe in transparency at all costs, you'll probably be in favor of this. If you believe in a more streamlined, effective manner of allocation of money in, from your state government um, in a reasonable way, um, trusting um, organizations to make decisions and to spend money appropriately, then uh, at, 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 in general terms, under the general you know, methods that we have in place, then you probably won't want to vote for this. And speaking of at all costs, there's a cost to this also. There is a cost to this. The fiscal analysis in the blue book, the blue book here, these things always, when I get these, I always get shivers because they remind me of those blue books we got for college final exams. We had to write in, well, that's how old I am. I had actually had to write my final exams in blue books. Um, but uh, it, that it, was, it would cost at least a million dollars in additional bureaucratic and administrative overhead um, to to staff the analysis of these and to bring them forward to the legislature. Um, and, uh, and so the, the independent fiscal analysis that's pr provided here indicates that there's going to be a significant increased cost. Okay. So that's Amendment 78. Yep. Uh, and next we have Proposition 119, uh, which is uh, a tax on marijuana sales. Right, right now I think it's at 15%. Uh, this it would is. increase it to 20%. Over three years. Over th oh, Right, over three years. Mm -hmm. it, would, it would ratchet up over three years. And um, th that's about in the ballpark. It's sort of the high ballpark of other states that have legalized marijuana. Um, that, that, you know, they go kind of like from 10% to 20%. So it's kind of at the upper range. I think somebody, I think 
Washington. Well, so somebody has like 25%. But, um, and the, the purpose of this money is to fund out-of-school programs for, mainly for, for uh, low-income and, and special needs, uh, kids with learning disabilities, and this, this can be tutors in, in reading and, and math, and, but also for arts and, and, and other uh, programs. Uh, it's $137 million annually. That seems substantial. But the, it's hard to see uh, how it's really going to be allocated. Who's going to do the allocation? Is that? It's impossible to see, in my view. Yeah. You might want to smoke a little marijuana to try and get creative <laughs> about how to use the money. And, you know, when we were talking before this, it was like, you know, congratulations. You know, the, the folks who brought this forward have developed a proposition that um, actually reduces funding for education in order to fund education. Because how does it reduce the... Well, what, what the measure does is not only does it increase taxes, all of which go to these programs which are outside of the school system the, the funding, that there be for external educational opportunities, um, but it reallocates $40 million a year, $20 million from the general fund and approximately $20 million annually from the state land trust fund. Um, which help public schools, which is the education land trust right. fund, yeah, which yep. which are which are intent which fund education. It's, it's interest or uh, or rent or something that the state gets off of right. their their yeah their state land, land. Mm -hmm. and those dollars currently go to fund education, and they're being diverted to this purpose, which is also educational, but it puts a forty million dollar hole in the education budget annually. So you know, so. I have a lot of trouble with this one because it is not only is it adding a tax and adding a, another bureaucracy for um, you know for services which you know probably there's some real value and some real need in some of these services which maybe are not provided in the schools because the populations of students are dispersed that need them and they're special they're for special needs students and all the reasons you can think of why there's probably value in the services to be provided, that's not my argument. My argument is that the way it's done, the mechanism that's used, you know, to cut a $40 million hole and to add a 5% retail sales tax to a product um, uh, in order to fund it, there's probably better ways to do it, is my humble opinion. And it increases the price of weed too. So. <laughs> well, you got that. If you if you if you do that, then yes, it does increase. It's going to increase the price of marijuana, legal marijuana. One of the arguments that actually one of the arguments is that it will, you know, it could potentially divert people to buying illegal marijuana. Well, and, and probably that five percent won't. But the whole point of legal marijuana is to stop the black market, right? And, and, and stop people illegally making money off of it and but part of the point of legalizing it is also to create a tax revenue right. stream so you have to find the balance yeah now now the one thing i'll say on the positive side of this is you know i've got a very good friend that i hadn't seen in many years who's a lifelong educator she happens to work in the state of texas but um she was telling me that she believes, and she's not alone in this, I've heard this other places, that, that the COVID lockdown has created um, 
you know, lots of issues that we're going to face probably for a generation because of the way education has been interrupted and the impacts it's had on kids socially, emotionally, as well as intellectually. And they're probably in that, in that sense, you know, I think there is a, a need, there's going to be an emerging need for um, special services and special education services that we haven't had before. I think, it's, I think there's probably some legitimacy that's emerging, it's developing, we're still kind of in the middle of it um, to know exactly what that is. But uh, again, I'm not arguing against the, um, the intended purpose to provide services to people who need them. It's really the method of, um, uh, the method of doing it that I, I struggle with greatly here. So, they should have, maybe they should just increase the tax more and not taking the money out of the right. other funding sources that might have. Yeah, uh, and it, it gets it, yeah, and, and it doesn't really go into a lot of detail to explain why they chose those amounts for reallocation. Are they in some way related to um, outside of the classroom services that are currently provided? Is there an expectation that those are going to be transitioned to this program? There's not a lot of explanation about that. Um, but uh, it, it, I struggle with the idea of cutting $40 million a year from education funding in order to fund education. Right. Okay. So. All right. Now, Proposition 120 is the real, the real mind-bender, uh, at least for me. Um, so so they want, it's, it's an attempt to reduce property taxes, but I, I guess... Um, and and the, the the state legislature and the governor sort of saw this coming, and so they actually passed a law that would restrict the uh, uh, scope of this uh, proposition. Uh, originally, it was to reduce everyone's property taxes, but they changed it so that it would just reduce the property taxes of Multifamily units. Multifamily uh, and lodging. And lodging, yeah. So commercial property, but just lodging commercial property. So everyone else would continue to pay the same as currently. Right. And um, so that reduces whatever effect it, it had uh, in, in, I don't know, I guess, an attempt to reduce the property taxes for everyone, and the other thing is that is that the if if the, say Picking County uh, doesn't it, it reduces the if this passed it would reduce the the property tax rate, but Picking County could raise the mill levy yeah. and and recover that as long as they stay within the Tabor limits. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. So the counties could circumvent this. Mm-hmm. Also, actually, the taxpayers in those counties, you'd have to vote on it. Yeah. Um, and so the actual result of this is fairly minor, and uh, can and not only that, the the, the law that the legislature passed and, and was signed um, is now in a lawsuit, so it may not go into effect. So the actual effect of this proposition is is unknown. It's a mess. There's 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 like four different scenarios as to what could possibly happen, and and really the worst one I, I think in a way is is that um, it would it would drop it would cut revenue to the state fairly dramatically. 
Well, they say it's about a billion dollars, 1.03 billion. And it's, it's really kind of hard to follow the, all the logic of this because of, um, uh, but uh, the, um, the blue book, blue book, which everybody got in their mail, when you can get online, um, says it would cut funding by about a billion dollars a year, which is a lot of money. And, and uh, talking about education, that, mm -hmm. would, that, would, that would hurt education. I mean, that's, Tremendously. That's, that's, that's a huge part of the huge state, state budget is education and, yeah. and uh, all the way from, from K till the yeah. University of Colorado. So, yep. So. so a little bit of background on this as well. This is on the heels of, if you remember, the last election, um, Colorado voters repealed the Gallagher Amendment to the Constitution. The Gallagher Amendment had been in place since 1980, and it had required that... We're not going there, are we? 55% <laughs> of, 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 of revenues come from uh, what is either residential or commercial, and 45% come from the other. And it, and it created this Byzantine kind of formula that the state had to calculate every year to determine... Um, the relationship between residential and all other forms of, of um, uh, property in terms of what, what percentage to apply to their taxable value or to arrive at their taxable value, to their real, to their, to their appraised value, to assess value, to, to determine their taxable value. Sorry, I'm having trouble with my words. Um, and this resulted over time in this great disparity between residential and all other property. What lat, what the, what the repeal did was it set in stone in the in the Constitution that residential property was set at 7.15% of assessed value and all other property was set at 29%. For all time, for purposes, for all time, you know, we're not going to move these numbers around anymore. We're not going to play this shell game. And so here we are now, we're playing the shell game again. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that happens is, is we've got another shell game going on. And we're trying to ratchet this down. Um, in this formula, trying to affect one variable in this formula, that the, uh, what the, which the voters have entire control over, by the way, at the state level and also at the local level, to your point about the county, um, in terms of being able to allow their government to collect the amount of money that they need. The only place that can really get damaged by this is in the state budget. That, that, that it's the most vulnerable is in the state budget because the dollars are the greatest and the, and the impact is very acute and direct because a billion-dollar cut out of the budget um, uh, is severe. Uh, and it, so it's a, it's a very, it's an attempt to, to lower taxes um, that probably in the, in the end won't result in much lowered taxes. And it's, it's further complicating and changing how different kinds of properties are assessed so it raises questions of you know fairness and equal protection. There's all kinds of problems with this. It's just a vote no on this. So, so, just vote no. <laughs> so just we, vote no on all three of these. We, we we successfully cleaned it up last time. Yeah, and well, now we're I trying to mess it up again. Okay. And that, that somebody's right. just trying to mess it up. Okay. Just vote no. Okay. It's my. Um, okay, and that's it. Just three. <laughs> it, it was it was short but not simple. <laughs> and. and uh, there we go. Make sure you vote. I mean, you, you should vote on these things, even though they're... You should vote on them. And, or, and, and, and if you don't understand it, probably vote no. 
I guess. And well, to be objective, second, you know, I, I let yeah. myself, I let my emotions get away with me there. If you are a hard and fast believer in reducing taxes at all costs, then you'll probably vote no on this. If you're not, or, or you'll probably vote yes on, on, on 120. If you're not, you'll probably want to vote no. Okay, that's simple. Just trying to, you know, anyway. Sorry about that. I, I also believe that if you, if you, if you can't, uh, if you can't understand what it is. Vote no. Vote no. You, you know, if it's not something that's like, yeah, that's a great idea, then, yeah. It's probably not a great idea. Probably not a great idea. Yep. Okay, thanks. Make sure you vote. Make sure you vote. That's the, that's, that's the important part, and particularly because there will be uh, uh, relevant uh, ballot issues uh, locally that actually have a, a direct effect on your, on your community and your life. Okay, thanks, Paul. Thank you. Okay. Till next time.